0: Please remember that information and advice provided on this podcast is based off my personal experiences as a young girl with ADHD. Although I do analyse, mention and cite valid peer-reviewed sources, my podcast is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have concerns or questions regarding your own amazing brain and mental health, please talk to a medical provider. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I speak to my listeners today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. I also pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to The Lucy Pod. I am so glad that you are here. A lot of things have happened since my last episode. What was my last episode? I think it was ADHD in relationships, romantic ones with my boyfriend. So still at uni, doing that in my final year, I'm a third year. And I'm still working for the ADHD Foundation. I am a youth ambassador, the only youth ambassador, and I am also their social media manager. So I've been busy with that as well. Please go and follow us on Instagram, the ADHD Foundation, and sign up on their website for free where you will get exclusive content and there'll be other exciting things happening. And you'll also be able to read the newsletter and get to know me a little more. So definitely check that out. So this episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be a sort of admin help episode for students and parents with students and parents with people with ADHD and parents of ADHD people who are at university. This is to help people navigate. I'm here to educate and help you out. So Let's get into it. So today's episode is going to be a little different. It is going to be for all of my fellow admin kings and queens out there. One of my special interests is administration. I love writing letters, letter templates, research, compiling data, uh, writing letters for others. I'm just really obsessed with organizing people's lives, especially when it comes to university admin stuff. And I found that a lot of people, in particular parents and students, don't know what's available if you are ADHD at university. A lot of people are shocked to learn that I get extensions, extra time, have note takers, and they'll say stuff like, oh, I only thought people with physical disabilities got special consideration, or I'll have people say to me, oh, a family member of mine died but it's not a good enough reason to get special consideration and I'm thinking, uh, what? And I even have some people who say, what is special consideration? I suffer from ADHD and I'm also hard of hearing and I don't know what to do and I'm, 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 I'm shocked. So this episode is mainly for university students and possibly their parents who want to help them who straggles, who struggle? who struggle to navigate uni due to ADHD. Uh, And this can also apply for other neurological conditions. But I'm ADHD, so this is what I'm going to talk about. So this sort of handbook and how-to manual is going to be divided into a couple of questions, into a few questions. So we're going to cover the following. Question number one, what is special consideration? Number two, who can get it? So your eligibility three, how do you get it? The application process, what do you need? And then the next one, the final one, four, what can you get? I'll also touch on special consideration for VCE students. And look, I would do one on high schools. However, I'm not super well versed in like earlier year levels, like pre-year 12 and primary school. However, In my, ooh, you just got diagnosed episode with my amazing mum, she actually does talk about what's available to secondary school students with difficulties, so definitely go and check that episode out. I am going to try my best to make my information and advice broad, yet specific enough, as I know universities have different systems and protocols. However, once you're ready to go, you can actually check out my website resources page where I have links to some universities and their special consideration pages so you can apply. So those links will take you straight to the page that talks about special consideration and the application button. But before we cover the questions and get into the sort of handbook and manual, let's do some basic housekeeping and Basically, you need to know your rights as a student with ADHD at university. Most universities have a faculty or department for people with disabilities. And disabilities is an umbrella term and it can include physical, intellectual, learning um, difficulties, and it also covers certain mental illnesses. Uh, so this includes, I'm not going to list all of them, but ADHD, dyslexia, dyscalculia, ASD, anxiety, depression, uh, so many more. And they exist to help you. And every university has to respect disability laws and they can't discriminate against you. Therefore, it's actually against the law for any university to deny you certain things because you have a disability or they don't believe you. They are bound by law. So you are protected by the law. However, this isn't to say that because there's laws in place to protect you that students don't have a hard time navigating university, uh, you know, disabled students don't have a hard time navigating university. So I want to affirm and acknowledge that I am an able-bodied person who is very confident about my ADHD, who has a lot of help with it, and I'm able to access my computer and be on campus and move around and apply for these things, and I actually enjoy them. But I acknowledge that for other people, it could be a really daunting and arduous task and they may not have the resources. So please keep in mind that I'm coming at this from this angle. And if you do need assistance in applying and doing these things, I not only hope that this episode can help you, but I actually do believe that most universities offer assistance in applying. So you can actually have someone there to apply with you or on your behalf. And if English isn't your first language, there are interpreters available can also talk to your GP about drafting a mental health care plan and they may be possibly able to contact your university or help you draft up an application if it is difficult. Okay so now that we have got that out of the way let us address the first question which is what is special consideration? Take notes and let's pay attention. Okay so Special consideration is something that exists for people who are in circumstances that may impact their education. So it may impact their ability to attend classes, to attend exams, etc. So it is there to protect and assist people who may be impacted due to their disability. And in this case, even though I don't view ADHD as a disability, we're talking about ADHD. And it is something that you must apply for. Your university, U- university. Your university can't apply on your behalf. They can't do it for you. So, if you know that you're ADHD or anything else, you need to tell them. They are not going to be aware. Even though you might have gotten cons- special consideration in high school, your university doesn't know that. They don't have that on file necessarily. Maybe some do, but most don't. You need to take the first steps and make them aware. Because there's nothing worse than hearing people say, you know, I'm ADHD. I don't get any help. And I say, oh, my goodness, that's terrible. Have you thought of complaining? And they say, oh, well, the uni doesn't know that I'm ADHD. Well, I don't want to sound mean or horrible, but damn, that's because that's your fault. You you need to apply. You absolutely need to apply. So right now, ask yourself, are you ADHD? The answer is yes. Think of the next question. Answer the next question. Are you at university? If answer answers yes, can p- continue. Do I have have I applied? If your answer is no, keep listening to this episode and take notes. So, the first thing that you need to do is type into Google your university's name and the words special consideration, and it will be one of the first results that comes up, and it'll basically recap what I've just said. And it's basically, we're here to help you if you have any issues. And it'll explain what it is, the, how you apply, if you're eligible, and all of the rules. And it'll also explain what is available. So now that we've answered that question, the second one is who can get it? So in this case, we're not talking about uh, different disorders. We're talking about people with ADHD. So the only way that you can get it is not because you're ADHD. You actually have to have proof, unfortunately. You can't just waltz in and say you have it. You can't get your mum to write a note for you. You can't get your high school nurse to write the note for you. You need to have a medical report. So if you were diagnosed by a neuropsychologist, you know, um, psychologist, psychiatrist, they will have given you a report. You need this report to apply. You need it to be eligible. Some universities will ask you to provide the report and they'll also ask you to get your GP or psychologist or whoever's looking after you to fill out a form and basically what you want your report to have or the form to have is a description of your condition, so what it is, how it has impacted your life or how it's impacting your life, how it impacts your life at university and what you need for help. Now. My university doesn't really release any data on this, and nor do other universities, so I don't know if students have been turned down because their ADHD wasn't enough or that their report wasn't enough. I have no data, so I can't say to you that if you have a report, you'll definitely get it. And I can't say that because I got it and 10 of my friends got it, that you will. However, you have a very good chance of being eligible if not only you have ADHD, but you have medical proof it's in writing. But then again, please don't take my word for this necessarily because it may turn out not to be correct. You also have to remember that your university will have specific rules. So if you apply at a different time or at the wrong time, you may be ineligible. But the thing that you need to remember about who can get it is it needs to be an ongoing condition, which ADHD is. So you tick the box, it impacts your daily life ticks the box. It impacts your life at university, ticks the box. You have a report proving this, ticks the box. You, are, you have a 99.999999999% chance of being eligible. So before you even think of applying, get that report. Get that report organised because it's going to help. Some universities will require you to write a impact statement and I will be linking some impact statement templates and sort of advice in the episode description. So an impact statement is basically a less medical version of your report. So you basically write about how having special consideration will make your life at uni easier because of your ADHD. Don't make it too clinical, but don't make it too emotional. I didn't have to do this. Other people I know didn't have to do this. It'll depend on the university you go to. So keep that in mind when applying. So now for the next question, how do you get it? So this will depend on your university. But most universities have a special consideration page, which, like I said, is in my resources page on my website. And this page will detail the instructions on how you do it. So I'm going to use the example of the University of Melbourne and how I did it and how I applied, but please keep in mind that this does vary. So this is how I did it. I went online. I clicked the apply button. I was asked a series of questions, my date of birth and all of that what my condition was and then a brief explanation and then I had to attach my neuropsychologist report and I submitted that. Then I received a call from my university's disability and equity services to talk through my application and discuss what I needed. So that was my application process. For some, you might have to go on campus to do it. Uh, For others, it might be all online or it might be on the phone or it might be a combination. Please look at the instructions of your university. And if they are not clear, most universities have a student support centre where you can ring and ask questions if it is confusing to you. However, Although I have criticised Melbourne Uni for many things and especially like their website and how incomprehensive it is and how confusing it is, I have to say the special consideration page and website is the most comprehensive one I've seen out of all the other ones, out of all the other unis. But again, this is just my personal experience. So you need to look. Do you need to apply online, in person, on the phone? And if you're finding that hard... Have someone there to help you. I know that you're an adult and you don't want your parents or need your parents, but parents listening, be there with your kids. Sit next to them and double-check. Do they have everything they need? Do they have their neuropsych report? Do they have the form filled out from their doctor? Be there to support them. This isn't you babying them or not letting them do what they want. This is an important thing because you don't want them to just do the application wrong, not get the help, and then watch them flounder and struggle. We don't want that. So this is why I'm making this episode and this is why I implore you to keep listening and to take notes. So the next question we're going to answer is what can you get? Again, I feel like I'm a broken record but this is going to vary on your university and it'll depend on how severe your ADHD is. So I'm not going to cover everything that you can get for every different condition because that would be too long and I don't know, but I am aware that at the University of Melbourne, uh, there are several things available to students with ADHD and the ones that I am uh, eligible for. So you may be eligible for what you can get is extra time, during exams, extra time during tests, extensions for homework and assignments, rest breaks during exams and tests, and academic support workers, which are people who attend your lectures and take notes for you. So, those are the things that I'm able to have. Some students who maybe find it hard to be on campus, maybe they find it stressful, might get an alternative timetable or different arrangements. It's honestly going to depend and you will also be able to discuss this with your disability and equity support worker when they do give you a call. You can ask them what is available to you and what you think might help you. And I also forgot to mention that at the University of Melbourne, after your application has been approved, you will get a document called an academic support plan. And that details your condition and what your accommodations are. And you must email that to all of the teachers and tutors that you have. So you let them know what your status is and what you need help with. Because without that document, teachers aren't going to know. So once you get that document and your application is approved. Please email your teachers. Please do that. So back to what you can get. So that's what's available. Maybe you need to be able to sit at the front. Sometimes uh, lecturers and sometimes certain like spaces, they will make it so that students who are maybe uh, struggling with vision or attention or auditory processing are allowed to sit at the front during classes and lectures. They may make your video lectures more accessible. It's honestly going to depend on what you need and what you want. So make sure that you have a look at what is available to you. And also if something is needed that your university cannot provide, you may be able to negotiate and the way that you might be able to do this is talking to the student disability equity, and your psychologist or whoever is looking after you, maybe they can come to some sort of agreement and that might include an extra step for applying for that thing. So keep in mind that there's a lot available and a lot of them are helpful. Getting extra time is amazing. Getting breaks so you don't get exhausted. Having an extension so you don't have to worry about impending deadlines. And note takers, the saviors. Do you find it really hard to take notes in that one subject and you feel like you get nothing from it? Have a note taker there. So yeah, You can take a few notes, but if you miss things, at the end of the class, you'll have beautiful, complex, complex, comprehensive notes sent to you. And what's even better is that you can customize them. So you'll get matched with a note taker and you tell them exactly how you want your notes to look and they'll do that for you. It's like magic. It's not like they're doing the work for you, but they're doing the stressful bit for you, which if you need it, take it. Take the help. Neurotypicals are just jealous that they don't get extra time. That's where it comes from. People who say things like that are very, very bitter. But what they don't realize is that it's not a positive thing that we need these things. Like, yeah, okay, it's great I get extra time, but it's because I have ADHD, which at times can be really hard. But- Sometimes you can't educate and explain that to everyone, so don't listen to those people. You're not doing anything wrong. The law says that you're allowed to have these things, so go ahead and take them. So now for people in high school and parents uh, whose children are in high school, specifically in year 11 and 12, there is special consideration that your child can get, but it is mainly sort of regulated by... Victorian Curriculum Assessment Authority, that is a mouthful. So if you want your child to have assistance when it comes to uh, extra time, uh, breaks, modified exam, an unscored exam in their year 12 examinations, you need to not only discuss that with your school, uh, but you need to talk about it with the person who is looking after you. So whether you have a psychologist, psychiatrist, you need to get them to provide a report, explain what you need, what's going on, kind of like with the university one. And then you need to schedule a meeting with your school and the relevant staff who will then draft up a plan and communicate that with Vika. So what I had is I got extra time uh, during my exams. I got rest breaks. Um, and yeah, that's basically all that I needed. But I know I said that I wouldn't touch on Pre year 11 and 12. However, I think it is valuable to mention the fact that my school was really amazing with me and my ADHD and my accommodations. And I have touched on this in previous episodes, but what was really amazing that my school did for me is that Yeah, they knew I was ADHD, and they, you know, let me have extra time and all of that. Uh, Same thing when I was in year eleven and twelve, but also my younger years. But an amazing thing they did was for my dyscalculia, which is dyslexia but for numbers. They actually had me go on a basically modified maths program, so I would be in the same math class with everyone doing the same work, but I would get a modified examination so that it wouldn't put so much pressure on me and it would also be unscored. They knew that I wasn't going to pursue maths uh, in year 11 or year 12. Uh, they knew that I wasn't going to have anything to do in that realm. So there was no point in me having a scored um, exam for that. So they made it unscored and that took so much stress and pressure off and it, it was actually fair because I would actually do okay in the modified exams uh, and to make people feel better Uh, I, um, and to make people believe me, I am so bad at math. I've gotten a lot better, but I was so bad at maths that in year seven for one of my first, I don't know if it was an exam or test, I got 12%. And that's what made the alarm bells go off and made teachers go, you know what? we're going to give you a modified program because there's absolutely no point making you do this exam if you're getting those marks. Let's modify the program. So not only is it fair, but it plays to your understandings and strengths. And then you'll get like a, like not a fake mark, you'll get a mark, but it won't go towards anything, but it'll show your progress. And that was really, 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 really helpful. So the ADHD kids aren't necessarily doing all of this and aren't necessarily doing all of the admin. Parents are kind of responsible for that. But if, you know, students you want to be involved please 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 talk to your child's school about what is available for them. This is going to vary on the school and how it works and how much funding they get, it'll all depend. But make sure that you you check and you are aware. Your school, your child's school does have to answer to this. So don't feel like you're being annoying or a pain. They get so many parents asking the same thing and asking other random things. So definitely reach out to your child's school, discuss your child's needs, how they are impacted and what they are going to do to help your kid because on your end, you're already, you know, doing enough. Uh, Parents of ADHD children are great and they do a lot but it's also great when the school does the same because you leave your kid at school you know five days a week six hours a day it's kind of like childcare, so you expect them to be looking after them in that realm so definitely check out the links in the description of this episode especially the vca one and also um special consideration ones and it will definitely help you as well as with this episode okay so what did we learn You need to take notes in this episode. So if you didn't, re-listen and take notes. No, you don't have to. So the most important thing to know is that you need to make your university aware of your status, of your ADHD. The second thing you need to do is gather all relevant documents. And then three is to apply. Three easy steps. Obviously, within the application one, there are several steps. But that is the most important thing to take away from this is that no special consideration is there. Know that you can you need to apply for it. You can't just get it. Have the relevant document documentation. And once that's all done, click that apply button and enjoy the benefits. Explore what is available to you. There's so, 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 so much. And if you are still struggling with, you know, being a student who's ADHD at university universities mainly uh, most universities offer free counseling and free support so please reach out to them and if you are struggling I have put resources in the description and on my resources page you can contact the ADHD Foundation National Helpline you can email them they are there to help help you and I'm also here to help you so if you want to vent and share your experiences you know what to do DM Facebook you know the drill contact me and i will see if i can point you to somewhere helpful and reassure you i'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode of the lucy pod it is a little different it's more of a manual and how to if you do like these styles of the style of episode please let me know as i would love to do more like this do not forget to like and stream and follow me on spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com, The Lucy Pod. And don't forget to check me out on Facebook and Instagram and WordPress, The Lucy Pod. All of that will be in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening and lots of pod, Lucy. Bye.